Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Eye on the Ball. I am back once again. We're here for another week. And this week, we have the divisional round in the NFL playoffs. Yes, it's another NFL-focused episode. Uh, if you are here for some other sports, MLB, NBA, NHL, so on and so forth, I do apologize. We have more NFL content this week. I will get back to doing more content across other sports once we get through these NFL playoffs. But right now, you guys, it is NFL playoff central. I can't help but focus on these games because it has been such an exciting round of playoffs this year. It has been absolutely insane. These games have been incredible. And we had four more pretty amazing games over this weekend to talk about. So I'm not going to fool around here. I'm going to jump right in here so I don't hold you guys for too long. And we're going to talk about these games. So we start off with the first game of the weekend, and that's the Jaguars versus the Chiefs. Jaguars coming off an amazing comeback victory against the Chargers. We're 27-0 down before coming all the way back to win 31-30. So what can they do against this Chiefs team? Well, my prediction had them losing. I thought the Chiefs were always going to be the stronger team in this one. My prediction was 38 to 24 in favor of the Chiefs. Let's see how this one finished though if you guys don't already know. So, really both teams started out strong in this one with great touchdown drives. Both teams had great touchdown drives to start this game. Mahomes and the Chiefs were looking strong, but then you have Trevor Lawrence showing that he wasn't done after last week coming back with a strong drive of his own, so we start out tied 7 to 7 and before that first Jaguars touchdown, you had Jamal Agnew just absolutely letting one rip on the return, going all the way down to the Chiefs' 39-yard line, and this wouldn't be his only great return of the game. We will talk about that a little later on, but it was absolutely incredible to watch Agnew perform in this game. Now, one thing that we need to mention here is that Patrick Mahomes did get injured in this game, rolled his ankle inwards uh, early in this first half. And I just got to stop for one moment and say to roll your ankle inwards sounds so much more painful. I've rolled my ankle outwards plenty of times and heard it that way plenty of times in my life. Never have I sprained or rolled my ankle inwards that honestly sounds incredibly painful, and he did come out of this game for only a little bit. Uh, he played a good chunk of the first half, came out for the rest of it, and he came back in the second half, but in the time that he was gone, the Chiefs continued to perform. He finished out the drive he was injured on, and the Chiefs did manage to get a field goal on this from Harrison Butker from 50 yards to make it 10-7. to And Isaiah Pacheco did have an amazing first half for the Chiefs in this one, absolutely tearing this Jaguars defense apart with amazing runs throughout, just constantly being a threat, and it was absolutely amazing. The Chiefs ended up pulling further ahead in this first half, 17-7, to but the Jaguars weren't quite done in this first half just yet. They came back and made it 17 to 10 by the end of the first half. We started out the second half pretty quietly. I've got to say four punts in a row between these two teams. So a pretty quiet uh, start to the second half in this third quarter. But 
Butker came back to end that drought of scoring with another 50-yard field goal to make it 20-10. to It was another strong kick. Butker had a great game in this one as well. But the Jaguars were not done as Travis Etienne decided to make his stamp on the game with a strong touchdown run to make it 20-17. to And the Jaguars were coming close in this one. However, the Chiefs said what you can do we can do just as well and had another strong touchdown drive to make it 27 to 17 Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey what another amazing game for both of these two just absolute legends and this was a strong game from them and the Jaguars got very sloppy from here it kind of started to look more like how they started the game against the Chargers only this time it was to end the game the first with a fumble inside the Chiefs five yard line they lost it less than five yards from scoring and it was just an absolute heartbreaker for them there and then they followed that up on their next drive with an interception. So it just did not work out for them in this one. They got three back in their last drive to make it 27 to 20, but that was the end of it. The Chiefs are going through to the championship round. And again, it's worth mentioning that Jamal Agnew had an amazing game for the Jaguars in this one. Trevor Lawrence, he performed pretty well in this one. Uh, Christian Kirk had a pretty good game. The Jaguars overall did not have a bad game in this one. They just fell a little short. That fumble really killed off their momentum in this one. But honestly, I have to say this. If this is the future of the Jacksonville Jaguars, then their home city has a lot to be proud of and a lot to look forward to because this team is looking stronger than I've ever seen it in my life. So that is pretty amazing to watch. And you got to remember, they started off this season with a very poor start. I don't remember the exact numbers. I didn't write them down ahead of time. That's my mistake. But they ended up coming back and having one heck of a season, made it to the divisional round. What a season for these Jacksonville Jaguars but the Chiefs just come out on top they are moving ahead to the championship round in the AFC now let's move on to the other Saturday game and that is the Giants versus the Eagles and my prediction for this one you know it may look a little biased when you first look at it or when you heard it on Tuesday but I said that this would be a comfortable Eagles win 35 to 17 but really I tried to back it up a little bit because the Eagles did command the Giants this season uh, especially in the first game on the road beating them 48 to 22 the week 18 performance a little less convincing at Lincoln but they still did win that one 22 to 16 and Jalen Hurts with two weeks of rest with time to rest that arm a little bit it, it was always going to be Eagles wasn't it and Hertz even said, though, that he wasn't near 100% in this game, uh, but you never would have known that. And it's also worth mentioning the Eagles got Lane Johnson back in this game, one of their best offensive tackles. And so it was amazing to have him back for this team. He performed so well, despite also still being injured himself. He hasn't fully recovered from his groin injury 
from a couple weeks back, but he wanted to be a part of this team on this playoff run, and he showed that he could have the resilience resiliency to make it all the way through with a strong performance in this one, despite still carrying that injury with him. And again, you never would have known that Hertz was not feeling 100% in this one. He started his game with a 32-yard completion to Devontae Smith, and it just was all Eagles from there. That 32-yard completion should have made you aware from the very beginning that this was going to be an all-Eagles game. And Dallas Goddard was at his best as well with a nice one-handed catch to help the Eagles go up 7-0 to start out. And again, Devontae Smith on fire in this one, helping the Eagles with some moves of his own to get in for the second score, an early 14-0 lead in this game. Now, Hertz, it is worth mentioning, on this second score, Hertz had gone seven for his first seven in terms of pass completions. So he was having such a strong start to this game, and he really didn't go far downhill from there, having an amazing game all the way throughout both in the running game, uh, in his scrambling ability, as well as his throwing. So he just had an amazing game. And the Giants, well, they didn't have much to be happy about in this game. They had one amazing play that is worth mentioning. And Daniel Jones was able to stay alive for what felt like ever. He stayed alive forever on this one play in the first half holding on to the ball until someone could get open, and it was finally Matt Breida who was able to open up, get away from that Eagles passing defense to make the catch, and oh, it was just amazing blocking from the Giants. It was an amazing throw from Jones to Breida. Overall, the play was absolutely stunning, and even as an Eagles fan, I had to give the Giants props for that one because that, that was just gorgeous. But you know, the happiness for the Giants wasn't long-lived as James Bradbury, someone they let go of back in the fall, ended up making them pay with an interception for this Eagles team. Bradbury has been an absolute monster for this team this season. He's been incredible, and he made another amazing play here to get the ball back for the Eagles. And Boston Scott, the giant killer, was at it again with another touchdown. 11 touchdowns in eight games against these Giants. Mind you, this man is five foot six. So look at the irony there. The five foot six running back has 11 touchdowns in eight games against the Giants. Absolutely incredible from Boston Scott. And that was just a little bit of a taste of how this running game was performing that night as the Eagles, whether it was passing or running, just had everything flowing. Miles Sanders, uh, Boston Scott, all of them were just on fire. The receivers as well, everyone, just everyone was on fire. Kenneth Gainwell had an amazing game, and we will talk about him more in just a moment. But that is 21-0 Eagles in this first half. Yeah, again, we're in the first half still. And the Eagles made it 28-0 to end the first half after Hertz juggled the ball. He almost lost this one. A few shaky snaps in this game, but this one didn't matter. He juggled it, but he regained control, got it in for another touchdown, and made it again 28-0 to end the first half. Now, the second half was always going to be interesting. The Eagles 
have commonly been guilty of letting up, especially on defense at the beginning of second halves, especially when they have a big lead. And it looked as if they were going to do the same here as the Giants started out the third quarter with a very strong drive going in for their first and only points in this game with a strong touchdown drive to make it 28 to 7. The Giants then tried to get cheeky on defense and managed to strip the ball from Hurts, but it didn't matter as they couldn't recover it. The Eagles were able to get back on the ball, so the Giants' attempt to really get back into the, this one just fell completely short, and the Eagles, again, they got back on the ball and were just fine from there. And, you know, Jake Elliott, he tacked on three to make it 31 to 7 he is 12 for 12 in his postseason career so that is worth mentioning as well but then Kenneth Gainwell said that just isn't enough that isn't enough we need more and so he broke out a 35 yard run along the right hand sideline to make it 38 to 7 where it stood until the end of the game Giants had the ball back one more time to try and do something but a few huge Huge hits from this Eagles defense ended it again 38 to 7 so now the Eagles will move forward to the NFC championship round this coming up weekend now we move on to my worst prediction of these divisional round games and it's the first Sunday game out of the two and that is the Bengals versus the Bills my prediction for this one was 31 to 34 with the Bills winning and going through to the AFC championship round I was so unbelievably wrong on this one you guys it wasn't even close and the Bengals started out strong and this was just basically how this entire game went, starting off with a strong touchdown drive, including a 28-yard catch for the touchdown. And, the, you know, that was basically just how this entire game went. The Bills' defense could not get anywhere near this Bengals team whether it was in the running game or the passing game. The Bengals had it all working for them. They were constantly ripping off 12-yard runs, 15-yard runs, 20-yard passes, 30-yard passes. It was just a constant throughout this game. It was sloppy from the Bills through and through in their defense, and even their offense struggled immensely. As While they didn't turn any balls over, there were no interceptions or fumbles throughout most of this game. We'll get to that in a minute. But throughout most of this game, Josh Allen and the Bills, in terms of their offense, they didn't turn the ball over, but they just could not get going at all. They didn't have their first first down until the second quarter of this game through Stefan Diggs. And just it, it was tough from there. But once they did get that first first down, they did start moving a little better. As they pushed and pushed their way all the way in to make it 14-7 as the Bengals had scored again before this point. But they managed to make it 14-7, but the Bengals said, no, that's not going to happen. You're not going to come back. As they pushed all the way down and they almost got another touchdown in this one. They just fell short and had to settle for, for a field goal, but it was 17-7. And, you know, that that's just how that half ended. It wasn't pretty from the Bills in this one. And to start the second half, the Bills did get a field goal. So they did start with a little bit of momentum, making it 17 to 10. But they really missed out on an opportunity to make it 
17 to 14. They were right in the red zone. They were right near the goal line and just could not end it. They could not finish it off and make it 17 14. They had to settle for that field goal. That's a real heartbreaker. And especially since the Bengals came back for another touchdown to make it 24 to 10. 24 to 10. They put the Bills down by two scores. And this was just, you know, that's just how this game was. The the Bills could not get anywhere close to this Bengals team. And just for good measure, they tacked on another field goal. And the Bills just could not get anything going in this fourth quarter with a punt, an interception, and a turnover on downs ending their season. Just could not get anything going against this Bengals team and really it felt less like the Bengals were playing overly well it more felt like the Bills were just extremely sloppy just extremely sloppy through and through in this game it never really felt like they were in it you know besides that one strong drive when they finally got their first first down and pushed from there it never really felt like they were in this game and it was a rather heartbreaking 27 to 10 loss for them here and really it it just feels like the Bengals are the Bills kryptonite as this is who they lost to last year as well you know the Bengals had to overcome the Bills to get to the Super Bowl last year as well and so it was just one of those things where the Bills need to find a way to really overcome this Bengals team because they keep getting flushed out by them year after year. And we have the final game of this divisional round, and that is the Cowboys versus the 49ers. And my prediction for this one was a bit of a 49ers blowout. 31 to 14 was my prediction in this one. But I mean, come on. Did anyone expect the game that we got in this? Did anyone predict it at all? Because I know I didn't. You know, overall, all I can say about this game is that it was a defensive masterclass. You had a lot of very interesting plays, a lot of good defense throughout this game. And, you know, I'm more of an offense, you know, I'm more of an offensive fan. I'm more of a fan of lots of scoring and a lot of points up on the board from both sides. I like those kinds of battles. However, I can't say this game was necessarily boring either. It just felt a bit anticlimactic. But the game started so quietly, it's insane. It began punt, punt, punt. Then a little bit more interesting with an interception. One of two that Prescott would commit in this game. And so the 49ers did eventually draw first blood in this one with a field goal. But the Cowboys came right back afterwards with a touchdown. However, their extra point woes continue with a blocked extra point attempt. So the score was 6-3 to three Cowboys. And oh, it's incredible. It's actually incredible how this postseason has gone for the Cowboys in that category. They missed four extra points against the Buccaneers. They're lucky it didn't cost them there. And they missed another one here. It's absolutely insane what happened here. And the 49ers, they did come back to tie it at six. And another interception in this first half for Dak, this time by Fred Warner. So two interceptions in this first half by Prescott and just a, a struggle, just an absolute struggle for him there. And Robert Gold had an amazing game in this one, had plenty of opportunities to put those field goals through this time from 50 yards out. It was just one heck of a kick from Gold on this one. 
And that's how the first half ended, 9-6. to six. Again, uh, pretty much a defensive masterclass. What we saw from this one was pretty much a lot of good offense in the middle parts of the field. They could drive from pretty deep, get a little past you know midfield and into the other team's territory into opponent's territory but just could not finish it off just could not find breakthroughs to get those touchdowns and that was true from both teams that was true from both sides and it you know it was nice to watch it was a great game to watch especially if you're a fan of lots of defense but it it was interesting. That That's all I can say. This was one of the more different games I've seen in a while. And to start the second half, we got another field goal, this time from the Cowboys to tie it up at nine. And it wasn't until the fourth quarter that the 49ers finally broke through, finally broke through with what's being called the Kittle drive as Kittle had one heck of a catch on this drive, bobbling it between his hands, continuing to push it forward as he's running before finally being able to secure the ball and get into the red zone before Christian McCaffrey finally had a little time to shine and drove it in up the middle to make it 16 to nine in favor of the 49ers and the Cowboys tried to bring it close with another field goal of their own to make it 16 to 12, but the 49ers said, what you can do, we can do as well with another field goal of their own, and that's where it stood for the rest of the game as Prescott didn't even get a chance to get the Hail Mary out of his hand at the end of the game, didn't get a chance to tie it up really as on the last snap of the game, he went up, caught it, and as he came down, he was put right onto his back. That defense just came out like a bullet and knocked him right down. No chance for him to get the ball out of his hand, and that was the end of it. So the Cowboys are out. The 49ers go through to the NFC Championship round, and, you know... It was definitely a closer game than I expected. Definitely a much lower scoring game than I expected, although I was pretty close. I was pretty close on the Cowboys score. They got 12. I predicted 14. I'll take it. Close enough, but I was definitely off on that 49ers score. I thought they would do a lot more, but you have to give credit to the Cowboys defense for keeping players like Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel quiet and even limiting Kittle aside for that one drive and so really you know it was an amazing game to watch it was a very tight game it's about what you'd expect from playoff football just it was awesome it was really a great game to watch but now let's get to my championship round predictions here before I let you guys go and we start out with the 49ers versus the Eagles the NFC championship game and that will be at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday. Both of these games on Sunday. And who do I have for this one? Well, you know, I have to go with my Eagles, you guys. I have to. With this game against the Giants that they just had, they get home field advantage. Once again, they're going to be at Lincoln. And, you know, with the 49ers traveling all that way, and just with the way this Eagles team is performing, especially after that Giants win, I have to go with them, you guys. I have to have faith in my Eagles. It's going to be a close one, though. I'm not predicting any kind of blowout. This 49ers team is strong, 
and they have weapons. They have McCaffrey. They have Debo Samuel. They have Kittle. They have Brock Purdy, who is emerging as an amazing young quarterback. And their defense proved that they can show up and they can come to play. So I think this is going to be a close one. My final score prediction is Eagles 27, 49ers 20. But the Eagles are going through to the Super Bowl this time around. Let's see if they can get another ring. Now we move on to the other game, the Sunday night game, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time between the Chiefs and the Bengals. The Chiefs get home field advantage in this one once again, so they will have that nicety at least. And what's my score prediction here? Chiefs winning. The Chiefs are going through. I have to say Mahomes said that he will be playing in this one. He's going to baby that ankle over this next week. And if he is anywhere near healthy, if he is anywhere near at his best, he's going to be just fine. This team is just going to be just fine. And they are going to take this one again, not a blowout. It's going to be relatively close. The Bengals are going to have a shot. They're going to have a couple chances to even take the lead in this one, but I think the chiefs will pull it out. 31 to 20 is my final score prediction in this one. The chiefs going through, we are going to see a chiefs versus Eagles super bowl. It is going to be incredible. You guys let me know your predictions though. Send me a message on Twitter, whether it's through my personal account or the BBP News account. Both are linked in the show notes, as always. Make sure you give me your predictions, and make sure you give me predictions for other sports as well. If you have anything for the MLB, as we are coming closer to spring training, so make sure you hit me with those, or NBA, NHL, I don't care. Let me know what your thoughts are in the sports world right now. Any news that I may have missed that you want to hear about, let me know through those links just, you know, hit me up. But that is it for this one, you guys. We will see you guys tomorrow morning with an Idiots in the News. Chris, of course, and I will be back. And then on Friday with another news episode to end out the week. But until then, you guys, we'll see you later. 